I hope you've been staying safe and staying healthy amidst all of this. Uh, this is, I think, the beginning or actually the midpoint of week three for me of being in this uh, lockdown, quote-unquote, quarantine situation. Um, it seems like months have gone by, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I need to be like one of those guys in a prison cell who makes marks on the wall with each day just to keep track of the days. You know, they all kind of slide one into the other. And um, it's been uh, difficult to sort of uh, keeping keeping things together uh, emotionally, mentally. I'm not too concerned about uh, my physical being. I haven't left the building since Friday afternoon. And uh, that's about, you know, it's going to be a week soon. I have to venture out into the world today. We've uh, run out of a few things, namely coffee. I drank the last bit of coffee this morning, so I have to uh, make an excursion out and pick up a pound of coffee. Maybe a couple pounds, just uh, planning ahead. Uh, Trying not to fall into that weird mental, emotional, anxiety tendency that a lot of people have about hoarding things. Um, Friday afternoon... I drove out to Jersey to go to Whole Foods, and uh, it's a little bit better over there. Went to Metuchen, New Jersey. There's a Whole Foods there, and um, it was interesting because there was a queue of people outside with about six feet of space between them, and they were letting in people little by little to do their shopping. They're regulating the amount of people that were in the store. And I thought that was an actual, um, a very responsible thing to do. You know, once again, you know, who knows if, who knows what the future holds for any of this stuff? I mean, you know, there, you read the paper, uh, especially here in New York, uh, the headlines. I've been listening to uh, Governor Cuomo's reports every day. And, you know, there's, I guess, evidence that we're reaching a plateau. But then you read the headlines every morning and there's a spike in deaths. And uh, I guess it's just uh, become a pastime of mine to interpret all this data that's being put out there. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. There's like this sort of low level of anxiety. Uh, I believe the proper term for that is chronic stress, which it's taking its toll on everyone and myself included. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as somewhat stoic. I've had to, you know, deal with a lot of things over the course of my life. And, uh, I generally try to keep a cool head in situations like this, but you know, just the relentless day in day out monotony, uh, you know, no real idea about what's where, what direction we're going in. Um, not having options to leave, to go anywhere. I mean, yeah, sure, you can go outside. You, as long as you don't congregate, you can go on walks, but there really is nowhere to go. You can't go to a restaurant, sit down. You can't go to a record store. You can't really do any of the things that you used to do. And that's, you know, draining and exhausting mentally, you know, and uh, 
I said, luckily, I have a job. Uh, things are a little slow right now, so uh, I'm at a deficit of billable hours at this time, but I have a job. There is a source of income, and I feel fortunate for that. You know, uh, at least for now, uh, there's money coming in, and I know that there's a, a whole array of people out there that are not in that position. And I wish there was a clear solution for that. And uh, the government doesn't seem to re to be very uh, diligent about helping people. And uh, no matter what side of the fence you sit on politically, I think that this whole situation has uncovered a lot of deficits that we have as as a society. And uh, you know, healthcare. Um, you know, I don't. I don't want to get too political about all this stuff because uh, I don't feel qualified to really talk about any of these things. I don't know enough about politics or even how our government actually works uh, to really speak with any authority or any sort of intelligence about these things. I can only speak about my feelings and as a just a regular guy living in this uh, country, what my feelings are. And uh, one of the things, I mean, if. If, if you haven't, if you don't think this way already about the leadership in this country, I think that this may open your eyes to just the lack of strong leadership that we have. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to get on this trip really, but I have to talk about this uh, hydroxychloroquine situation. And, um, you know, from... For, for weeks, Trump has been talking about this as a possible solution, uh, you know, and, and science hasn't necessarily ruled it out. They just want to go through the proper channels of getting it approved by the EPA, uh, having a full understanding of the side effects, you know, just the, uh, the normal rigors that any kind of drug or treatment would have to go through in order for it to be released to the, for public consumption. And not just rushing out there saying this is going to cure anything without any side effects, which is like a completely false claim, apparently. You know, and despite counsel of scientists and medical professionals, uh, Trump has decided to put this forward as a solution to our infection problems that we're currently dealing with. And, you know, the the ferocity in which he has been approaching this made me question. I'm like, huh, why, why is he going so hard about putting this forward as a solution, as a, a drug that can help people? Why, why, you know, it feels like every time that guy appears on TV, he's talking about this drug. And part of me is like, oh, I bet this guy, uh, you know, he's got some kind of interest in this company. Maybe he owns a couple of the plants, <clears throat> you know, that produce this stuff, you know, maybe. And of course, as it's slowly coming out, there is a financial connection between Donald Trump and the production of hydroxychloroquine. And it's just, um, it, it just saddens me, you know, that we've gotten to this place with our leadership. And uh, the fact that, you know, I, I was not a supporter of, of George W. Bush, but he looks pretty damn good with, with in respect to Donald Trump. 
I mean, I'm not a supporter of right wing politics or uh, Republican politics, and but he doesn't look so bad compared to this fucking caricature that we have that's running the country. And that and that's the thing, man. It's like, you know. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because I'm sure everyone else got other things they want to do. But like, I I have to weigh in on the Joe Biden situation, and uh, there's no fucking if if this is how we roll, we got Joe Biden and Donald Trump as the only choices for this upcoming year's election. There's no choice, and if Biden gets the Democratic nomination, I really don't feel like I can vote for anyone. You know, I guess I can vote for a third party, but I haven't really been following too much of the third party candidates. And I don't, I feel like that, even doing that would be somewhat irresponsible. So I can't in good faith support this guy who appears to be senile, who can't even put two sentence, sentences together. And in, in, in the environment of the Me Too movement, I don't hear anyone criticizing him about any of his sexual misconduct. And I just find that to be hypocritical. You know, I mean, everyone was so... And I'm not defending Kavanaugh at all. But people were were so quick to descend on that, which I think was the correct thing to do. And they're in complete denial of Biden's sexual behavior, his misconduct. And uh, it just goes to show you, man, this, this whole thing has demonstrated to me of what caricature caricatures both parties have become they've become these characters they're not they're not actually real you know they're both basically the same they both have self-interest in mind and are not really servants of the people and i don't know that's all that's all i can say i might not vote this year that's uh I'm I'm leaning more towards that unless we can come up with better fucking candidates and better options. And I'm not going to be forced into voting for a guy like Joe Biden. And I'm certainly not going to vote for an asshole like Donald Trump, you know. And uh, any anyone out there supports Trump, good for you, you know. You and I don't really have a whole lot of uh, things in common, I think. But uh, anyway, uh as time goes by, I'm just trying to keep a accounting of people that, um, if anyone that I know has had any direct impact with uh, being infected by COVID-19. And it turns out that uh, one of the guys that owns uh, Raktan uh, Muay Thai, the gym that I, I train at, uh, one of the owners actually did not actually get tested for it, but suffered symptoms. He and his wife... Uh, isolated themselves and for three weeks and are coming out the other side of that. And uh, that's, that's good news. And, you know, I just hope everyone's doing well. I've been in touch with a couple of people from there and uh, seems, seems to be doing well. Um, who knows when we'll be able to get back to training, doing anything with a group of people. So, I've been trying to stay on top of it. I've been doing my daily workouts. Uh, I'm actually sore, um, which is good. It's been helping me sleep at night, uh, trying to keep the same schedule every day. You know, the, I sleep in a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. I'm up between 5.30 and 6, Monday through Friday. You know, 
just try to keep things rolling, man. It, keep the mental state together. I go out and I do my, my hour-long workouts, uh, mostly kettlebells, body weight stuff, squats, push-ups, you know, things like that. Just just keep the blood flowing, keep the positive mental images happening through my heads. And it's been, uh, you know, that actually came out pretty wrong. It's like a positive mental image in my head. I only have one head. So, yeah. Um, it's helped quite a bit and, uh, there's nothing like getting a good sweat going to, to keep the demons out of your, out of your mind. Um, in addition to that, you know, between working my regular job and, uh, doing various projects, still working on this uh, piece about integrity, working on trying to finish writing the lyrics for the next tombs record drums have been completed and, uh, scheduled to go back into the studio to record all, everything else at the end of May. Uh, I have two more songs to write lyrics for and three songs to write lyrics for. And uh, other than that, it's just uh, we're running into the final phases of pre-production. Been working on demos here, um, you know, trying to put it together. And that's been a big help for me at least, having uh, these goals to reach for has, uh, has been a big, big help. And um, so, yeah, watching some movies, been doing podcasts, Metal Matters still comes out every week, but doing this, trying to keep on top of doing these like possibly weekly updates about what's going on and just talking, connecting with people, that kind of thing. My family's doing well. My both of my my mom and my dad are are older, and so far so good. They live outside of the city, um, in a county that has not a whole lot of uh, cases and uh, no deaths, which makes me feel a little bit more confident that that uh, that they're going to be okay. Uh, but we'll see, man. We'll see how this all plays out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm confident that someday we're going to get through the end, get to the end of this thing and look back on it as like, oh, yeah, that's the year. That's the plague year that we had to deal with our issue here. And, uh, you know, it's like a once in a once in a century thing, man. It's uh, feels like these, these kind of things happen every hundred years or so. And this is our time to deal with it. And, uh, you know, at least here in New York, like we had. We had 9-11. That was like a major, that impacted the entire city, the entire country. But specifically, if you're a New Yorker and you lived here in that time, it was a, a very intense experience. And that's what this feels a little bit like. I mean, the one good thing about 9-11, well, or actually, there's nothing good about 9-11. But what's different about 9-11 as to the COVID-19 experience is that we were able to be with other people. We were able to go out to different places. We were able to live our lives um, more or less the way that we're, we've been accustomed to living them. We you know, go into work, all that kind of stuff. You know, the, uh, the isolation here is, is quite different. And I've never had to deal with something like this before in my life. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's been a full-time job trying to keep things together. Some other stuff that's been cool is uh, my good friend Matteo 
uh, he used to. He, I met him when he was the drummer in '16. He shared uh, the his new band's LP, Cavera, and uh, got a chance to listen to it in its entirety yesterday, and it's pretty awesome. So keep your eyes and ears out for Cavera. Uh, the record was recorded. Um, I'm not sure where, but um, yeah. Anyway, it's great. It's excellent. It's uh, if you are a fan of like metal, uh, there's like a doom element to it. There's like a noise rock element. Uh, some of the bands that come to mind are uh, Lord Mantis, Today is the Day, a, a little bit of a unsane kind of thing in there. I Hate God, Buzz Oven, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, you know, Mateo actually played in Buzz Oven briefly. So, uh, I don't know about briefly, but he played he played in Buzz Oven at least for one or two tours. So uh, that's just another interesting tidbit of information. Um, the intro music uh, that was Krieg off of their split with Integrity, and that song is uh, is called Circle of Guilt. And um, yeah, if you guys uh, want to hit me up. You know all the channels, Facebook, Michael Hill, Instagram, Michael underscore DC underscore Hill. You can email me at mike.hill at everythingwentblackmedia.com. And uh, yeah, so to take you guys out of this, we have Angel Blake by Necrophagia from White Worm Cathedral. Everyone be well.
is disease. 